On today's show, we have Young Wee Cho, the co-founder and designer at Hunt. We will focus on the Mint Club and how you can tokenize assets on the Binance Smart Chain. We will talk about the team, investors, project, and roadmap. Let's get started by giving us some background about yourself. Okay. Thank you so much for inviting me over. My name is Young Hui, co-founder and designer at Hunt. Let me briefly introduce up the team first behind this project. So the Hunt team have worked on building many dApps so far and mostly crypto-related services over the past few years, including Steam Hunt, the Mad Task, Never Lose Money, and the Mint Club is the most recent project. All the projects we're building are focusing on kind of general consumers, like, you know, not just the inner circles of the crypto world. What I meant is that the, our devs are mainly trying to expand the current crypto boundaries into kind of new areas by solving kind of new problems rather than just like, you know, creating some API or, you know, staking, you know, aggregator, those kind of stuff. There are already so great platforms already existing like that. So we're mainly focusing on kind of new industries, new areas to expand these crypto boundaries. So Mint Club is completely aligned with that direction. We discovered that there are many, many business sectors where their products and businesses can have synergies with tokenization, but it is really, really limited for them to begin with that whole complicated process, like, you know, like, like smart contract coding and IDO, even providing LP is completely difficult for them. So we found out that Mint Club can actually be a great place for them to try out their tokenization in the market right away. And then they even don't need to have any coding and LP providing. They can just simply create a token and adapt into their businesses. So this is what Mint Club is aiming for. All right, well, that's cool. So let's just for context for the listeners, Hunt, what is the team and the overall business goals of Hunt in general? We began with actually a project called Steam Hunt four years ago, approximately four years ago. It was like a community project. I'm not sure if the listeners know, still know about Steam blockchain, but three to four years ago, Steam blockchain was really one of the main blockchain networks. And it was first blockchain network to targeting kind of social network services, right? Steam Hunt was community application on top of Steam blockchain. So we began with that. And then we kind of expanding our own token economy called Hunt. So Hunt token is launched like two to three years ago. And under the Hunt tokens umbrella, we're uh, building lots of dApps uh, targeting mostly communities and social network and also reward and marketing on-demand platforms, those kind of stuff. And then Mint Club is our first project launching on top of Binance Smart Chain. So Hunt is more like a network that we're providing and targeting for kind of general consumers out there. And regardless of blockchain network, we just utilize blockchain technologies to target them, not just, you know, clinging into some one blockchain specifically. Got it. And so how big is the team that's working on all these projects? And how do you specifically allocate resources just to Mint Club? Honestly, we're a very small team. Like we're just three of them in our entire team. So two developers and one designer, myself. We are trying to use the community power as much as we can for our marketing activities. So that's why we are maintaining very small team. And then we try to kind of leverage all the community power. So even for Steam Hunt project before, we had about like a 10 to 20 moderators, community moderators, who kind of maintain the community force and like a helping lots of new users and stuff. Those kind of things that we, well, we, we used to have them. Although Steam blockchain is kind of broken right now, like a splitting into two different chains. So, but still Steam blockchain is a really great place for any uh, 
new dev project can just initiate their, their product and on top of it. We still believe that. But anyway, we're a very small team, but we're trying to manage our project with our community together. So we'll go in specifics today on the Mint Club. What did you guys see as the initial problem in the market that kind of prompted the start of Mint? Yeah, it actually began with kind of my personal problem, actually. Like, you know, I'm not a developer, I'm just a designer. So, so in our team, we have a lot of ongoing discussions so every day, like, you know, mainly I initiate, like, you know, I can think about this kind of problem. Why don't we develop this kind of crypto project? And then our developers always think, you know, like, is it really worth to try out? You know, there are lots of resources to develop or maintain operations, blah, blah, blah. And then my idea was, why don't we just try out to see if there's actual needs in the market? But, you know, this kind of conversation is always ongoing, but nothing can be tried out. So I was very frustrated. And then I suddenly thought that, what if there is some platform that even non-technical founders like me can just try out to launch their token? Then they can see if there's any needs for their own tokenization product. So yeah, our developers think that, oh, this is a really good idea. And we come up with this idea. And then we kind of tested out during our pre-sign-up period, which is about two weeks. We, we actually had some lots of tests with some pre-sign-up users. And then we found out that this can be actually kind of a new industry. Like right now in the crypto market, there are always big projects or hope to be big project, you know? Like <laughs> literally every crypto project like trying to disrupt something. But in the real economy, it runs not like that, you know? It doesn't look like that. In the real economy, there are lots of small to medium business owners, entrepreneurs, and even freelancers. Like there are all different types of sizes all together creating one big market, you know? So I can see that in the crypto market also, we can create a small to medium token market, which does not exist yet because every project tried to be big. But the small to medium token project, they usually don't have big resources or they're reluctant to spend lots of money or stuff initially because they're not familiar with this world. So Mint Club actually can be a great place for them to just try out their token project with not much money to invest because there is no need to have any liquidity providing. And also they don't need to have any smart contract quarter because via the Mint Club, they can just simply create a token with just a few clicks. So yeah, this is it. So the the riches are in the niches, is what you're saying, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start by, uh, I kind of like to walk through the process a little bit of a potential user and what they could accomplish utilizing Mint Club. So why don't you start with what might be an example of a use case someone would want in order to tokenize something. And then let's kind of go through that process in which what that person would have to do, you know, would they have to have certain BNB or something and get on Binance first and kind of walk us through that if you could. Yeah. So this is a decentralized protocol. So of course, there's a prerequisite as a user to try out. They need to have a BSC wallet and need to have a little bit BNB for paying, you know, gas prices and stuff. But other than that, literally anyone can create the tokens. Like when you visit mint.club and then just connect your wallet and go to the creating page, and you just decide your token name, token symbol, next supply from zero to 1 million tokens, and then just click broadcasting and that's all. Then our protocol instantly create that 20 tokens, uh, has own contract address, of course. And also Mintical runs by a price bonding curve system. That's how you don't need to provide any liquidity pool. Can you explain that? 
Yeah. So like a price bonding curve is kind of like a Oleg set price curve. Actually, it's not a curve. We use y equal x, very simple linear curve. And anyone who buy the token that you created, the crypto that you paid to buy the token goes to the collateral contract with the set price. And then that's just stored there. And if someone buy next supply, then the contract minting the new tokens and then the crypto that you pay goes also to the collateral contract and the price keeps increasing, increasing, increasing. And in different directions, so if someone sells your token, then the token gets to be burnt by the contract and the crypto that already paid and stored in the collateral contract will go to the person who sold the tokens. So it's like minting and burning schemes under the price bonding curve system. Is there any risks from a price standpoint that people have to be aware of? Just the, is there like a general risk, you know, in every crypto? Like if someone just stomp out the tokens, then the price, of course, will go down. If someone buy the token, then the price will be pumped. It's just the same as other crypto. Even AMM system has price bonding curve. This is the same. We also have bonding curve system. Only difference is that the AMM requires liquidity pool, right? But in the price bonding curve system, you don't need to have liquidity pool because the collateral contract contains the tokens that the person paid to buy the token that you created. Um, vice versa, the collateral contract will give you token in return, like uh, the token that you sold out. So this is kind of vice versa system. And I guess what is the cost for the user in, in BNB terms to launch an initial contract? There's no cost for that, just gas price to broadcast your transaction. Other than that, there's no any cost to issue your token. And what's the average, I guess, on Binance Smart Chain? Is that pretty cheap? Yeah, it's pretty cheap, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like that level that I never even think about. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, I don't know exactly the price, but the gas price is very, very, very cheap. What do you think are the best use cases for using Mint Club? We actually have two main target groups, actually. So the first target groups are kind of the individual project founders, like bloggers or YouTubers and some community uh, managers, those kind of people. For example, there's actually actual use case in the Mint Club. There's a YouTuber in South Korean basis. He's quite famous YouTuber in Korea, a crypto YouTuber. He launched his own YouTube token. So the token is for using inside of his YouTube community, right? Uh, it's called Rini token, R-I-N-I token. And then that token was really popular for his uh, YouTube audiences. This is a perfect example of that. And also, because we initiated our entire journey from Steam blockchain, there are actually lots of Steam bloggers to create the token for their Steam channel. So someone is running some price guessing game by using mintical tokens and the Steam blog, or some other person even has lots of Steam power to issue the token and then use the token to sell those Steam power things. You know, like, you know, in the Steam blockchain, you can upload something to get more reward. The person sells the tokens and then the buyer of the token can get some Steam upwards. So those kind of stuff. And also, yeah, so this can be great examples. And there are second main groups that there are some uh, third party app providers. Like they're just like a general app service provider, but they are not really familiar with the blockchain services, right? Then they can just use Mint Club to adapt any tokenization things into their services or they can even create their own third party by utilizing Mint Club protocol because they don't need to do any smart contract coding for that. 
they are the our second main target. Usually for those targets, we need to have some technical support. So we even sometimes have a partnership with them. So there are about four projects ongoing on the Mint Club that they are kind of building something new, a website by utilizing Mint Club protocol. So these are kind of our two different ways to expand our ecosystem. So a lot of it has to deal with community and social like tokens, right? Right. That's kind of first side. And another side is that the, for example, if you want to make some, your own token building services, right? You can just use uh, Mintico protocol and then you can just create your own like Joe.crypto website <laughs> or completely different website than Mint.club, but still utilizing Mintico protocol because we provide lots of SDK and technical support. Got it. And so why did you guys choose the Binance Smart Chain? The biggest reason actually is gas price. Binance Smart Chain is approximately 30 times cheaper than Ethereum, as you know. And also by utilizing Binance Exchange, it is very easy for users to convert their token into BSC types of tokens. I mean, it is involved in centralized solution, but which quite convenient for users at some point. If we are using another platform that like completely centralized, then they need to use bridge system, right? And sometimes the cross-chain bridge is quite difficult for general users to utilize. But by using Binance Exchange, anyone can just you know send the tokens to the Binance Exchange and then just convert to a Binance Smart Chain like a BEPT packed tokens, which is very easy. So that was also good advantages to use BSD. And the last reason is that there are many users. Obviously, Ethereum is the biggest, biggest network, but Binance Smart Chain also has lots of users. We think that's kind of number two networks. So that's why we choose the PSD. So you guys find, I guess, more of your users, more, I guess, in the Asian type markets? Honestly, we didn't think in that way, but yeah, as since we launched, we found out that there are lots of Asian-based users in that. So yeah, we just found out that after we launched like, uh, in BSC network, there are lots of Asian users. Yeah, That's, that's exactly because, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, in the beginning of the year when we had that BSC season, we'll call it, you know what I mean? Yeah. We didn't pay attention to it much. And one of my teammates was like, man, my buddy's back home, you know, in Indonesia are all on Binance Smart Chain and we're not really paying attention. So it's kind of interesting that you just discussing that, that's what kind of came to my mind. And, you know, it kind of brings you back to the niches thing that when you can kind of focus on a certain community and put them in a niche, you could scale that where a lot of people may want to use Ethereum. And that kind of brings us to, you know, do you have any plans to go to other chains? So, yeah, we actually, we used to be mainly on Ethereum network initially. So this is our first project to target the BSC chain. So obviously we have a plan later on to expand Mint Club into Ethereum network later on. But right now we're still in the market validation process. So we need to see the market needs first. Like this is kind of kind of first trial. I, I don't think there is any platform that targeting this area, you know, like for non non-technical founders to create token and then run the tokens like that. There's no nothing like that. So we obviously need to validate the market needs first. And then also the gas price is a very important factor. I mean, we really hope that the London uh, Hotbrook Hasbro could solve a little bit of gas price problem, but still we're kind of ongoing, you know, the problem. I think I think everyone's giving up and moving to layer two side chains <laughs> or whatever. I think that's yeah. kind of the <laughs> expectations from here out. Right. Yeah, you're too right. Yeah. So explain to us how does the actual protocol make money? 
you know, is there a portion of transaction fees or what is it? How does the protocol, how do you guys maintain business and operations? <laughs> <laughs> the Mint Club does not have direct business model for the company. There is a fee to swap the smart tokens inside, which is a 1.3% when you sell out your smart tokens. Oh, actually, we call tokens created on uh, Mint Club called smart tokens because that was actually a term provided by Bancor protocol before, like three years ago. Like Bancor protocol also provided bonding curve system at the time. And then the, the founder called those kind of tokens as smart tokens. So that's why we're just using that word, smart tokens. Anyway, so when you sell out smart tokens, uh, you get 1.3% to sell tax. And also when you buy smart tokens, there is a 0.3% of buying tax. So this is kind of fee-based system. But there are two wallets that takes the fee. The first wallet is the referral wallet. So anyone can share the referral link to bring more users in it. And anyone who onboarded by using your uh, referral link, you get all the fee for the lifetime. And if the sell or buy of the smart tokens happens through non-referred person, then that goes to the beneficiary wallet, which is our wallet. But we use that money to burn hunt tokens, which is our mother project. In the hunt network system, we have some quarterly burning schemes, and then we're just adding the company revenue into those kind of burning schemes. So basically we don't have a kind of direct business model for that, but we're preparing lots of premium features on top of it and also some partnerships and lots of kind of ecosystem-wise activities. And then we're hoping to develop more concrete business streams from that area. Well, how did you guys initially fund all these different projects? Two to three years ago, we launched Hunt Token, which is ERC-20 basis, and we ran an initial exchange offering a long time ago. And then we got, a, it's not really big funding, it's kind of small amount of funding at the time, but it was really enough for us to run all those kind of seed businesses. And also there's the application called Math Task, also run by us. That has a, a lot of users actually. And then that keep creating quite a good amount of cash flow. So we are over the break-even point. So we, we don't need to have any burnout rate. Nomad Task keep creating revenues for company. That's how we keep running our whole entire businesses. Got it. And so do you guys have any plans to do any other new type of offering or bring in any strategic investors? We don't have any plan for that at this moment because it's not our main priority to create some token and then, you know, raising huge amount of funding uh, on Launchpad. I mean, that's not our main priorities. Our main priority is to create something that is actually useful for many people first. And then if that was really scaled up later on, then I'm sure that we will have another opportunity to that can be fundraising or, I don't know, but the, not now. We already have our own business model from another application, the Boomatas that, that I talked about. That has about 200,000 signed up users, has lots of good revenues generated. So we don't need kind of urgent money to extend our, our system. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. That's a little different than some of the stuff we hear in the market, right? Some of the large checks and so forth and projects that don't get anywhere. What can users of the Mint Club expect over the next couple of years, how are you expanding on the project? As I mentioned earlier, we have two main target groups, right? So we hope that, first of all, anyone who has idea can just simply think about Mint Club and then they can just try out the token project instantly. So that's kind of our ideal thing. So obviously we have to increase the awareness in the market, you know, so 
hey, uh, I have this kind of idea or I have this kind of, oh, why don't you try MitClub? You can just simply try out your token there, you know? So this is kind of our first direction to increase the awareness for those targets. The second direction is that actually we are promoting the third-party apps. So let me give you some example, actually. There's a company called TX0X. We recently had partnership with them a month ago. We're building 1S.market, which is like a kind of time offset exchange market. Like, for example, you're kind of curious that how much my one second of time can be valued in the market, right? Those kind of stuff. This is perfect fit with the mythical protocol. So they're creating one stop market where anyone can issue the time asset and then just launch it on the market. People can just trade those time assets to see how much of the person's one second value. So this is what they're building. So they're using MintClub protocol because all those time assets are actually smart tokens issued by the MintClub protocol. And also when people's trading those time assets, that's also using the MintClub protocol. So this is kind of a perfect example to expand our ecosystem boundary. And also there's another project. This is also an ongoing project called Kozem, C-O-Z-A-M, Kozem Limited. That company is already running the prediction market platform on Clayton blockchain, which is also South Korean-based blockchain network. They're looking to expand their platform into BSC network. So we recently have a partnership that, why don't you use MintCraft protocol to expand your prediction market into BSC chain? So that's also ongoing development right now. So this is our second direction. Like we're kind of partnership. We have partnership with lots of other third-party app providers that they can just create their own web front-end or app front-end by utilizing MintCraft protocol behind their stack. So who's responsible on the team for kind of building those partnerships to expand the use of the Mint protocol? We are actually looking at those companies. So we do lots of outbound marketing to find great companies to uh, maybe involve with it. Yeah, mostly it's outbound market at this moment. But once we start to have some good use case, like for example, once the one SDA market launched and then it became successful, then Mint Protocol obviously will be kind of popular because it's powered by Mint Protocol then maybe some other company may be interested in utilizing those protocol. So this is kind of you know natural way to, to increase the awareness that we hope for, yeah. Is there any type of filtering or approval process for anyone to tokenize? Mm, no, there is no any approval no. process. It's completely permissionless. So there is actually a problem for that because you know permissionless is actually good, you know, because anyone can try out. But also, there are some you know, like a low quality tokens or some scammable tokens. So in Mint.club, our own website, there is a, a rating system. So there is a smart token called Mint DAO token that is issued by the team on the Mint Club protocol. So anyone who has Mint DAO token can rate the token, the score system. So whenever our users find out some low quality tokens or some scammable token, they rate very low score for that. And it's kind of gives like good alert for the community. And also we keep checking those tokens. And then sometimes we may need to delist those tokens from our front end. So Mint.club, the website, is our front end that utilizes Mint Club protocol. So we can actually delist those tokens from our front end. But still those tokens can be existed in the uh, in the blockchain, but just not visible in our website. 
So this is how we kind of leverage the permissionless system to be good. So is there any incentives for the MintDAO token holders to participate? And kind of how do you get more people to participate in that rating system? At this one, yeah, there's no incentive for that. But MintDAO is also a token. You know, it has corresponding graph system. So when there are more people willing to rate some token, then they need MintDAO token. So when this platform expands, then MintDAO token's price also will be increased. That's kind of only incentive for users to use those tokens. But there's no any direct incentives like, you know, there's no reward for you to vote that. We intentionally designed in this way because, as I mentioned earlier, we initiated from Steam Hunt three years ago. That is community reward system. When you reward something for your behavior, there's always some side effects. You know, some people try to abuse the system because when there's no reward, you're just about to do that action without reward, like uh, voluntarily. But when someone tries to give reward, then your actual needs can be converted into getting the rewards. So there are some side effects about that. So I don't know. We believe that the rating some smart tokens supposed to be voluntarily participated action rather than rewarding something. So yeah, we're kind of intentionally designing that way. One of the things we didn't cover yet is security and security risks, right? This is always a big question. Can you kind of detail and someone launching their own token, what are the type of risks that they have to be aware of? Right. Obviously, we did all the necessary stuff. Like, of course, we finalized all the security audit as necessary to do. And also, we don't use any price oracle system. As you know, that many of the uh, security hole comes from the oracle. But Mint Club does not need to have any Oracle system because it has own simple price bonding curve system. And also the Mint token, which is used for the collateral asset. For example, let's say you created a Joe token, like a Euro token. And let's say I want to buy a thousand of your token. Then I have to pay Mint tokens to buy your token. And that the Mint token will be stored in the collateral contract of your token, right? So Mint token is very important asset in this protocol. So, for example, if the team can issue more Mint tokens, then that will obviously affect on the value of your token, right? Which is supposed not to be happen. So we renounced also the token minting function from the token. So Mint token has fixed supply quantity, and even the team cannot increase the token quantity. And also the protocol, so the smart contract, does not have upgradable ownership. We removed it, so no one can touch that because if someone can touch it, then they can affect on the smart tokens valuation. So this is how we try to manage the security. So first of all, yeah, we finalized all the security audit and we try to be very simple and small lines of script on the smart contract, which means very easy, you know, not complicated, any complicated features. And also we deleted all the ownership features so that there will be no security hole for that. No. So suddenly someone changed the parameter or suddenly someone minting further tokens on top of it, which will be very, very risky. So we removed all those ownerships too. This is how we try to increase the security level of this protocol. Did you mention that there's a 1 million cap? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. How does the user set an initial start price or how much they want to mint of that 1 million initially, meaning how do they determine tokenomics for themselves? So every token has a same price pointing curve, Y equal X. So the, the price 
in mint equal the token supply. So for example, let's say your token, let's say Joe token, Joe token is like a, when someone purchased a thousand Joe tokens and then the price is a thousand mint equal a thousand price supply. When your token price increased like 2000 mint in price, then the token supply is also 2000. So Y equal X system. So this is basic tokenomics. So the price is initiated from the zero dollar, of course. So if there's no one purchased your token, then the price is just zero because the supply is zero. If I purchased 100 of your tokens, then the price becomes 100 mint. So it's the Y equal X, very simple system. Yeah. Got it. And then yeah, 1 million is the maximum cap because if we let you create too many of your tokens over 1 million, then we need to have far more mint tokens, you know, far more quantity of mint tokens because it's bonded by mint tokens. So mint token right now is 1.1 trillion fixed supply. If you, you are trying to reach to 1 million cap, you have to use about 30% of total mint supply, which is pretty large. I mean, right now, based on our market cap, it's not really big money, actually, yeah. <laughs> but it will be later on. So that's why we set the 1 million market cap. So kind of explain also the benefits of anybody holding the Mint token. So when there are more smart tokens, it's very easy. Like when there are more smart tokens, then, then obviously it needs more Mint tokens to be in the collateral contract. So then more Mint token to be used, and then obviously the value of the Mint token will be increased. So like, for example, if Joe token become superstar, so it's quickly reached to the, like, a, your 1 million hard cap, yeah. then it already used, like, you know, what, 30% of total mint tokens, right? Then it's kind of consume all the mint tokens on the market. You know? Then the mint token price will be spiked up. So our tokenomics is very simple. When there are more smart tokens has bigger market cap, then that will be also connected to the mint token valuation. So like everything, expand the network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the token model is more directly aligned with it. You know, we don't have any complicated system behind of it. Like, you know, some, some protocol has very complicated system. Like, you know, they have to keep buying the token and burning. This is kind of kind of very popular way nowadays, right? So like they issue more token for as a reward, but they have to also consume the tokens to burn it. This is kind of very basic system nowadays. We don't use that system. Because it's too complicated. I mean, myself is not really a smart person to understand very complicated stuff. So I, I don't like something that I have to study. Most people are that way, though. <laughs> <laughs> Most people, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, mint token is very simple. It's just more smart tokens require more mint tokens to be utilized into their collateral asset. Then the mint valuation will be increased because mint supply is fixed, 1.1 trillion. Nobody can increase it. So, yeah, it's very simple mechanics. So is there any risk to any users that own any of these minted tokens or social tokens or whatever mm -hmm. in their own wallet and they lose their private keys? That's the same risk for any other wallet or usage. Obviously, you should not release your private key or seed phrase. This is permissionless system. So you just connect your wallet, right? But other than that, there's no any uh, security risk for using MintCloud. Yeah, it's open source, obviously. So when you get request the approval, you can see what approval things that we're requesting for you to use. The code is verifiable. 
this is it. So it's, it's very simple. Actually, there are not many things to talk about because it's very simple. <laughs> I know. Hey, as, as it was good. I mean, I think we had a good understanding. I think this is a great project that can solve a certain niche and it'll be interesting to see how you guys expand. You know, being a smaller team, how do you continuously engage and increase social awareness and kind of monitor that? Yeah, so that's very difficult question actually for us because yeah, we're definitely in the process that we need to increase the awareness of the Mint Club. So as I said, again, we use two-track system, the single or small token project founders. They are also a big part to increase the awareness of the platform. Oh, actually, there's a really great example for this part. We have a widget link feature. So like, let's say you created your token, then you embed it into your blog. Let's say, no, no, let's say your YouTube. Yeah, so you put your, your token link. Let's say if your token is J-O-E token, then it has club slash J-O-E. That's a very simple link. And you can just embed into your YouTube. But for someone who wants to buy your token, then they have to visit club which is a little bit, you know, hassles for them because they then they have to understand what is the Minstar Club? Like, you know, what is it? And then, you know, we have a widget system. So you can create just dual token purchase page, dual token trading pages. It's completely separated from Minstar Club. And then you can just embed that things into your blog. So anyone who visit that, then it directly come to the dual token and then there's a dual token purchase interface to token sell interfaces and connected the wallet directly from that pages. So this is called widget link. They utilize their BSC extension right. wallet, right? Right. And then they can interact and be able to buy that token right there on that person's website without having to go anywhere else. Right. That's great. I mean, that's good. That's definitely needed <laughs> in a lot more places. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then there's a little logo under the bottom of the page say powered by Mint Club. And you know, people start to realize that oh, this is quite cool. What is it? And then for the Mint Club, and then they can also say, I think that, oh, it's very easy to create my own token and then they can try out. So this is kind of our own viral loop that if there are more small projects to use those widgets, and then there are more people to drop by the Mint.club website and then they issue their own token, create the widget, and there are more visitors kind of viral loop system. And that the second direction is the third-party providers because, for example, the one that market that I introduced earlier, if they have their own users, they are not our Mint.club website user, but still they use Mint.club protocol, you know. So it will expand the size of this uh, Mint.club ecosystem, so which is really beneficial. So we are using kind of two-track strategies. It will take time for that, but uh, we're very, very endeavoring for those uh, two sides uh, way, and then we are making some achievement already. Like, you know, we already have an uh, ongoing project on the third-party app providers. And also, we already have about 370 smart token projects already built right now. And every day, it keeps increasing, increasing, increasing. So, yeah, we're definitely going for that way. Oh, that's good. I guess we kind of wrap up with the final question. We, we've touched on it some, but just to bring it to the end is, you know, how will the value and ultimately the utility of the token increase with adoption over the years to come so it is again very simple like if there are more smart tokens who are which have more market cap that will increase the mint club market cap because their collateralized assets supposed to be by mint token so if joe token becomes like you know like 
1 million, 2 million market cap token project. That would be add up to mint entire token market cap. There are uh, the valuations linked together. Vice versa also, which is negative part, like if, <laughs> yeah, if, if mint price is down, then, and you didn't do anything wrong, but Joe token price will be down too, because it linked to the mint valuations. So the thing is, if you make the smart token on mint block, it means that you're kind of all together, all smart tokens kind of all together. So you can think about like, you know, some association. In the real market, you know, there are kind of small to medium SME entrepreneur circles, right? Like associations, they work together because when they gather together their market together, then they kind of has bigger power to compete with other big players, right? So Mint Club is kind of similar way. When there are more successful smart tokens, then even though you didn't do anything, you can get some benefits each of that. And even you guys can be connected together under the loop of the Mint Club. Is there any maybe like two use cases that you believe might be very strong that we haven't seen in the market yet? Meaning, have you thought of any ideas where a token could come into play that nobody has done yet? From the Mint Club or you're talking about in general cases? Well, the Mint Club, but, you know, more or less, I guess it's kind of general, right? Yeah. You know, it's kind of, is there anything that you've seen that hasn't, where someone could tokenize or mint a token for something that hasn't been done yet? <laughs> First of all, there are more than 100 tokens that doesn't have any website even. They just, just use those tokens on, the, on their blog website or the YouTube channel. That's kind of a new thing. Like it's never existed, you know? Like before the Mint Club, if you wanted to use your own token, you have to issue your token by your own. And also you have to provide the liquidity. It, it requires lots of money actually, yeah. yeah. But right now they just have tokens and they have their own token pages. They just simply adapt into the blog website, their YouTube website. This is actually something new. I don't know, in my memory, there never been like this place. And there are several use cases already happened of the YouTubers that I showed you earlier. And another way is like those, those third party players, this, which is also new right now, if you want to make your own blockchain basis services, that you have to build your own protocol, you know, which takes lots of efforts and lots of security costs. But you don't need to think about any of that. You can just use MintCloud. You only thing you need to do is just develop your own front-end website, which is quite simple and easier to do. So, which is also kind of new. So I think, I don't know, this is all about kind of big picture plan thing, you know? So in the in the three to five years, if MintCloud become very successful, we can think of that there's a really actual niche market, not niche, it doesn't need to be niche. It can be very big, like lots of app, website, blog, YouTube, even Instagrammer, they just create their token project and then they utilize those tokenization like a microeconomy, their own microeconomy, which can be adapted into their own target audiences. I think this can be quite new mainstream for near future. I mean, yeah, we hope that that can be very near future, but yeah, still, yeah. So it sounds like you guys need to get a lot of well-known influencers on board that utilize the product, are happy with it, and then spread the word to everybody else, right? But for the influencers, we are thinking to have more third-party app providers to build their own targets. like. This is not just ongoing discussion. It's not confirmed yet, but there's uh, some 
companies who are providing telegram post services, then think about if the company makes on their own website that any telegram channel manager can issue their token. You know, they just hook into their system by using Mintgrub, which would be quite good, good front-end system. So when we target those influencers, we're thinking that maybe we can create these separate front-end with partnership with someone who can actually do better than us. Then we, we just penetrate into together rather than we contact those influencers directly because that's not our expertise area to do. Yeah, you utilize the strategic partnerships. Right. Well, I appreciate, I think we'll wrap it up there and I appreciate coming on. You know, for anybody who'd like to learn more and or I guess tokenize something, create their own token, what what should they do? Just come to mint.club, connect your wallet and then decide your token name, symbol, max supply, click, that's all. Uh, it really takes less than a minute. Believe me, it takes less than a minute. Well, I appreciate coming out today, Young We, and we appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you.